Hello, and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin, and I'm joined by my wife, Mary. We are a uniquely ordinary Midwest couple pursuing what it means to live our values out loud, release expectations, and dedicate ourselves to growth and the pursuit of our most authentic selves together. Hello and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin. I'm here. My name's Mary. I'm here with my husband, Kevin. We are a married couple of now 10 years. We have three small kids. They are seven, six, and three. And we've been at this podcast for a little bit over a year. Last episode, I put out a call to have our listeners share the last episode with a friend. So I just wanted to give a little recap. If we do have any new listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. We hope you are inspired and enjoy the conversation Kevin and I are about to have. So Kevin and I started this podcast during the pandemic as a way to find closeness with each other, again, have deeper conversations, and just to have an outlet to discover more about ourselves. And I don't know that we knew all of that in the very beginning, but certainly that's what has developed. So season two is a derivation of where we started last season, and we realized if we wanted to keep the sustainability of this podcast in our life with everything else we have going on, if we wanted to get all of the good out of the podcast that we had loved so much from last season, that we were going to have to make a few changes. So this season, we have streamlined what we are talking about, and we ask ourselves the same six questions every week. Kevin and I sit down on Friday evening and do what we now call our podcast reflection, where we answer those six questions, however it feels and flows for that week. And then what has worked out is the next morning, at some point, Kevin and I sit down for about an hour and record what you will be listening to here. And it's become part of our weekly routine. It's become part of our marriage. This podcast has become part of our marriage. And so we're not exactly sure where it's going, but we know that it feels good. And we know that it's become a way for us to communicate when we don't feel like communicating. And it's a way to create connection between Kevin and I and hopefully fulfill that ultimate goal where we're both growing into more of ourselves, but we're sort of forcing that growth together as opposed to growing apart. So we're going to get started here with our weekly review. Kevin is going to approach the mic. We have realized Kevin hates doing the intro, and he doesn't really like being the first person to speak. So we've streamlined things again so that you hear my voice first and foremost, but Kevin is here. Hello, Kevin. Hello, everyone. Mary, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. Grateful to be here. As I'm sure you guys can probably tell by the sound of my voice, I'm just getting over a little something. So I apologize greatly, but we're committed to doing this podcast every week. This is what I sound like this week. And folks, just so everyone's aware, yes, I am highly agitated and irritated right now by Kevin's voice. So by no means do we always have this um, wonderful experience here. Occasionally, the podcast triggers the thing that is most unfortunate about our marriage, which is my annoyance with things that Kevin cannot change. I'm just going to let that one rest. <laughs> our first question is, what's something new or interesting or different that you saw or heard this week? As I mentioned, I've actually not been feeling very well this entire week, so I don't really have an answer for that question this week. I would say um, Seinfeld, shockingly, has held up fairly well over the last 20 years, but um, <laughs> it's probably for a different podcast. 
Kevin's been resting and relaxing on the couch watching Seinfeld a lot, which is fine. Totally fine. It sounds like I'm telling myself it's fine, but really I am okay with that. Okay, so for my answer this week, I just wanted to circle back on two of the new or interesting things I've previously mentioned. I don't want it to seem like I am following through on everything that I mention here because in real life, I tend to get interested by something and pursue it, and then I just let it tell me whether it's something needs to be in my life long term or if it was just a passing thing and I kind of took it for what it was and moved on. So, Two of those things are Yoga Nidra, which I mentioned a few episodes back, and then the High Five Habit that I mentioned two episodes ago. So just as an update, the Yoga Nidra book that I was reading called Daring to Rest by Karen Brody, I think I was on day four of her 40-day challenge to do Yoga Nidra, which is a form of yoga meditation that unlocks this certain part of your subconscious mind and allows you to access old memories and old thoughts and sort of rewrite them. And also then there's this idea that the most powerful woman is a rested woman, which I'm very much into that idea. So I was very, very into it. And then I went to do her yoga nidra meditations, which is obviously part of this whole practice. And I just couldn't get into her voice. I just wasn't as uh, moved or inspired to do the meditations. And so basically day four, which I think is what I had talked about on the podcast, was my last day. (laughs) I just didn't really pick it up. And then the other thing I mentioned was the high five habit. The Mel Robbins, who is a, you know, self-actualization coach, and she's kind of in the big leagues of it in this space, she had this new book called The High Five Habit, and it was about giving yourself a high five in the mirror every day. And just slowly over time through repetition again, it can start to change the way you speak to yourself. And I would say I've done it since two episodes ago, and I have not done it in the morning. I was thinking I was going to help myself rewrite that morning practice where I sort of criticize my body and I feel my belly fat and just don't feel great about myself. I don't know that that's happened, but every time I do give myself a high five, At any point in the day, I do notice a little spike of feel good. So I would say I'm plus minus on that practice. I am still doing it and I probably will continue to do it just because it's so easy and accessible and it does give you a little spike of goodness, but I don't know that it had any lasting changes for me. So just something I wanted to share. Next question, Kevin, what drained your energy this week? So everyone, I might have mentioned this already in passing, but this past week, Mary got me sick. (laughs) And I will admit that I'm not the greatest sick person. Um, If I'm not at 99%, I feel pretty much worthless. That just kind of spirals me into self-pity and self-loathing and judging myself, saying like, oh, you're not that sick. If you had a normal nine to five job, you'd still have to go to the office. So it's just kind of hard because not that anyone enjoys being sick, but I think that there is some pleasure you can get out of being forced to take some rest and to enjoy that. But instead, I just sort of spent the week wallowing in it instead. Mary, how about you? What drained your energy this week? Well, I wanted to tell you that our smallest child, our three and a half year old, is sitting here with me and she's being very quiet. This is the first time we've had one of our kids in the podcast studio, also known as Kevin's Closet. We'll see how this goes. But what drained my energy this week was actually last night. So 
right before we did this podcast reflection, I was doom scrolling on Instagram, which is something I know doesn't make me feel good, but I was just feeling sad and vulnerable. And I went on Instagram and I got on to this other anesthesia provider who is a certified anesthesiologist assistant. And she has a you know, forward-facing persona on Instagram, and she has a YouTube channel, and she's doing awesome things for our profession. And I just got into this place of jealousy, and I was feeling less than, and that, you know, she's moving forward with her dreams for our profession and, like, what she wants to bring to our profession. And I've made choices in my life that have made my work within the CAA community, not giving anesthesia, but the work I want to do for my fellow CAAs kind of have to be on the back burner and I still get to do some of it but it's just on a much slower timeline and I just have all these other responsibilities that I'm choosing intentionally to do rather than go full throttle on the CAA work through the awakened anesthetist and I just was feeling really jealous and upset and just felt like it's hard for me to be patient with it and I know that's what I ultimately want and I know I want all the other things in my life that I have right now but it just sucks that old saying of when you, you know, choose one thing, you have to let the other things go. And that just in that moment last night really sucked seeing this other girl have what I want. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And now our three-year-old's gone. But it just sucked seeing this other person have pieces of what I want and have it on a faster timeline. It just the comparison thing and just felt awful. It felt terrible. Yeah, I actually can relate to that. I remember for the first couple of years, I after I left New York, I used to Google search some of the colleagues that were around my age in similar positions and just feeling like, oh, gosh, I could be there right now. And But it's just like, oh, wait, no, but that's not the life I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And like her work within the CAA world is powerful and meaningful. And she's helping a lot of high school students and college students find the CAA profession, which is not the arena that I want to be doing my work in, but I just, I'm I'm jealous that she gets to do it. And I feel like I have to make a choice right now, or I am making a choice right now that says I can do that eventually, but I can't do that right now. So I'm just going to transition into what refilled my spirit right after I had that not super great experience alone in um, um, a doom scroll on Instagram we came downstairs to do the podcast reflection and it just felt really good. I just have been noticing that there is this thing that happens when you talk about the hard things. So talking about not feeling an intimate connection with Kevin and not being intimate with him for a while over the summer, talking about that on the podcast, which then obviously is a conversation between Kevin and I, and then I spilled over into our Soul Matters group. Like, it felt better. And I feel like some of the burden and the shame, you know, was lifted. And so we were able to then make forward progress on that issue. And same thing with this jealousy that I felt like last night, like as soon as I wrote about it in this podcast reflection, I was able to see like, I'm not jealous of her, but I want some of what she has, which is great. That's fine. That that shows me that I'm on the right path with the awakened anesthetist and that I'm sort of meant to be doing it on some levels, but I'm also making a choice to be a mom and to live a slower lifestyle. And so all of those things I am receiving and I'm getting what I want. It just really helped to clarify it when we did the podcast reflection. Again, I just, uh, the podcast brings so much good into our life. I'm going to interpret that as that I refilled your spirit. That's fine. You may go ahead and interpret that because then we did have a little bit of a date night and it did feel good. 
and Kevin is not a very good sick person, and I'm totally fine with him going down to a 10% functioning level. I don't mind caring for him, but I'm just still working on empathy. Empathy is my life's work, and Kevin is giving me a face right now because I'm sure he doesn't feel like I'm very empathetic to him. But Well, I, I don't know what... I'm just confused on how you would interpret caring for me. For me, caring for you is like doing all of the household things and I don't complain about it or, you know, I just, I don't mind taking on extra responsibility if you feel like you need to off-put responsibility in order to watch Seinfeld on the couch. Like, I don't feel resentment for that, but that's not your love language. That's not how you want me to care for you. So I'm working to care for you in the way you want me to care for you, which actually would feel good for you, as opposed to doing just what makes me feel good in that situation. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, you've identified everything. Yes. I know what my issues are. Okay, Kevin, what is something you don't want to repeat? Oh, I didn't get to do the other one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what refilled your spirit this week? Last week, actually, if you asked my middle daughter, I actually won the lottery, <laughs> which meant that I got to chaperone her class's kindergarten field trip to basically like a pumpkin patch amusement park, mm-hmm. which we're both super excited about. And I realized that I think my dream job might be to be a kindergarten field trip chaperone. (laughs) But it was just, it was an absolute blast. I think it just is very much aligned with who I am. I feel like I'm my best, most authentic self when I'm surrounded by little kids. I love having fun with them. I love making sure that they're having fun. And I just love it. I just think it's the most rewarding thing possible. What is something you don't want to repeat? Um, Well, being sick would be the obvious one, but I don't think I can control that. But what I would like to not repeat is forgetting that medicine exists. I grew up without taking medicine. I didn't really learn about medicine until college. And Thursday morning, Mary's like, you know, what would probably help is you just need to go to the drugstore and like get a bunch of medicines and just see what works for you. And it was not until that moment that I'm like, Oh, medicine, that's that (laughs) stuff that can help you make you feel better. I should try that. Yes. Which is part of my frustration with all this sickness. We've been doing this second season for, this is our sixth week. I think three out of the six times you've said you've been sick as the thing you don't want to repeat, which I know to be true because from about, August through March, Kevin has a sinus infection or some version of what he has right now. And it just is frustrating to see the same thing happen over and over again. And Kevin's very frustrated, but it just it becomes like an annoying thing to me for lots of layered reasons. I don't know why I'm taking over this conversation, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm, confused I'm too. getting to the point that We scheduled Kevin a functional medicine visit, the same functional medicine doctor that I go to and I had great success with to hopefully help him figure out how to feel better from August through March because you should not have to feel this way. And it's just frustrating to watch you get sick over and over and over and not take medicine and not get better. And, you know, it's just a whole frustrating experience probably for the past five years you've had this. Okay, Kevin just talked up a loogie on audio that I had to edit out, but we're back. Something that I don't want to repeat this week is that Instagram doom doom scroll. I know Instagram's not good for me. I'm very rarely interacting on Instagram. I've kind of limited what we do on the podcast. 
on Instagram to hopefully prevent me from going on. But it is just such a dopamine rush to get on there and just scroll through 20 people I follow or whatever we follow on Growth, Mind, and Marriage. And it's very especially icky to do it when you're feeling down or depressed or burned out. I'm about to get my period in like four days and I just get into this funk um, the week before I get my period. And so just a bad time. And I don't want to do that anymore to myself. All right, lightening things up. What is your gratitude from the week, Kevin? I've got a really special lady in my life who always treats me so well when I'm not feeling well. And that is our dog, Bentley. You never really appreciate that phrase, man's best friend, until you're sick. That's when they really prove it. This dog is the most compassionate being possible. And uh, there's no judgment in her eyes. Thank you, Bentley, for doing Mm -hmm. what I cannot do. Yeah. I'll sit on the couch and she'll, I've got like this specific blanket that I use when I'm not feeling well. And she immediately jumps on that blanket and she just looks at me and she's like, hey, what do you want to do today? You just want to lie here all day? That sounds fun. I'll lie (laughs) here with you. When you pass out, it's good. I'll lick your toe every once in a while just to make sure you're still breathing. (laughs) When I'm not feeling well, it just feels so grateful for this dog. And if you want to see a picture of our dog and Kevin in his recumbent position for the past five days under his precious blanket that I made for him the first Christmas we were together, back to me. I I see how it's circling back to uh me. Anyways, we took a picture of him on one such day this week, and it will be our Instagram picture for for this podcast episode. So my gratitude for the week is a little ditty that the kids and I have created over my two day a week job. I am a person who likes to make little songs and to just be really active in my gratitude, like give me ways and reasons to bring it up and creating little songs about things that make me happy or that I'm grateful for with the kids. And then the kids and I sing them together has been something that we do um, as a family. So we've got a little ditty created about my two day a week anesthesia job, and it just fills them with joy. It fills me with joy. It just keeps me really present to the fact that I'm living this dream anesthesia job setup that I have wanted for so long and it's as good as I ever could have imagined. I just am so happy and I just love living in that gratitude for this two-day-a-week job. That's cool. You know, I actually created a little ditty at her daughter's field trip too. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to share it? Yeah. It's called You Can't Be Sad If You're Skipping. <laughs> and it's the song that I both wrote and choreographed when everyone was sad that they had to leave. <laughs> Kevin is that parent. I don't know if you've ever met that parent until you've met Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Last question. Thanks for sticking with us all the way to the end. Uh, let's leave on a high note. What is something you're looking forward to in the week ahead, Kevin? Well, what I'm most looking forward to is a return to normalcy. Mm-hmm. I've kind of decided that uh, this past Thursday was the last day that I was going to be sick. From here on out, I'm just trying to get back to my regular routine, which I actually love. I love my normal days. Yeah, I just really can't wait for a normal week to begin. Wonderful. I look forward to that normalcy next week for you. You look forward to that normalcy next week for you. No, next week is not a normal week for me. Next week. No, no, no. My normalcy yeah. for you. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 
I would love to not be finding your Kleenexes everywhere. <clears throat> Another wonderful aspect of this months and months of sickness. Okay, anyways, so my looking forward to next week moment is the fact that I get to teach my substance use disorder in our profession class to the UMKC anesthesia students. And I've just thrown myself into the planning for it and the prepping for it this week. I care so much. I'm so passionate about it that I sort of burnt myself out over the goodness of caring. And I'm equally looking forward to delivering the class as much as I'm looking forward to the class being over and knowing how it goes and how it landed. So that wraps up our six question reflection for the week of October 2nd through the 8th. It is a Saturday. Our babysitter is not here. She's coming from 1 to 4.30 because Kevin and our oldest child, who is seven, have another soccer game in about an hour. So we're going to go do that. And then Kevin and I are going to have an afternoon date day. And then the evening, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do. Maybe go to Worlds of Fun or something, which is the amusement park here in town. Sounds fun. All right. We hope you enjoyed hearing about our week and hopefully feel inspired to think about some of these questions in your own life and help them shape you discovering your truest, most authentic self. And if you're doing this with a partner, encouraging you guys to grow together as opposed to growing apart. Thanks for listening. Ever onward.